something special My perfect than a diamond Got the body of a wine glass I granted you permission Yeah, I give you the hard pass uh, Let's not let all of this time pass I want you here forever On heaven, earth, beyond that I like you, I like to see Where we can go beyond here If you feel that way too Let's go fly away and see where we A baby, I would like to get to know That's why I can't waste none of it You're my prescription Make me your default, I'll forget Baby, just listen I'm finna wrap it up real quick Get full of gifts Like a present I call that Saint Nick uh, If you choose me and make me a boat I'll stay beside you Hope you fight all the obstacles I'll always treat you Make you feel everything's possible I'll always love you and trust you Oh, baby, you see me through All my flaws and negative vibrations Everybody, I did the radical intro. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Saturday morning. I hope everybody's having a great time. I know I am. Um, I see that there's a few people here already. Um, give me one second, guys. I see that I have Jose Melanated Night already started this chat. Welcome to another episode of Latin Splaining. My name is Denise Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, for those who do, you guys know that I always ask, hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't done so. Um, and also, before we start today's show, I have a special announcement uh, to make. And to be honest with you, I was very reluctant to even talk about this because you guys know I don't like to go overboard with explanations or even go overboard at all when it comes to the stupidity that we have to live through uh, on this YouTube community. <laughs> but I am forced by many, many situations that have happened in the last weeks to actually address this issue. And I'm going to make a few announcements. Uh, things are about to change here on Love Explaining. Things are about to change here, not only on my channel, but are going to change on um, with my persona as well. And I'm going to be explaining why before I start today's show. First of all, uh, today is the last day uh, that I will be joining other streams that are not either Jose streams. If you're not subscribed to On Common Sense with Jose Negron, make sure that you are subscribed. Um that's like between Jose and Ramon streams. Those are the only ones that I will be joining unless I announce otherwise here. Uh, but those are the only ones that I will be joining. Today is my last time joining um, Radical stream because Radical is my friend. I appreciate his content. I think he's doing amazing. However, it's out of his control the amount of disgusting individuals 
that even when I avoid them, they seem to try to find me and just do disgusting commentary. Okay, so I'm not going to continue uh, having to put up with that. No one is supposed to be put up with that. I try to keep things as real as possible, but I am only human. I'm not going, it's been literally 11 months of disgusting behavior and personal attacks for no other reason than disagreements. So to be honest with you, like I said, I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with me, uh, but don't try to come at me on a personal level because I have not done that with anybody. You can look at every participation that I have had and I don't go at people's personal lives unless, you know, and, and that's another thing that I want to say. Up until now, I've been, it's about to be a year since I first joined one of Radical Streams and I have not attacked no one on a personal level. Uh, that's going to change. If you come at me personally, I'm going to respond personally. And I know I have refrained myself from doing so. Uh, I'm not going to do it on this panel or on my channel. But if you attack me on, on any other comment section that I am, when I'm not even talking to you because I try to, you know, avoid talking to slow people. If you attack to me, attack me personally and I defend myself, just know you had it coming. Uh, and I'm not going to give any explanations. Don't try to then call uh, and pull the woman card or the race card or the poverty card or the alphabet community card. None of those cards are going to work because I have not attacked no one based on those cards. But if you come at me personally, I don't care about your card. I have the Latina and I have the woman card. I don't use it and I will attack you personally as well. Uh, if you see uh, or if you use my likeness or my content without my consent, don't do a crime party afterwards when you get a strike. This is something that I have said since the first day that I joined this, uh, that I created this channel. Uh, people literally, um, hi, Rakim, what's up? Uh, people often come at me because of the copyright strikes situation. And I've said it many times, if you don't want to get a strike. I've said it since the first stream that I have been here. Do not use my likeness or my content if you don't have my permission. It's just what it is. Um, those are the rules of YouTube. If you don't like them, take it up with YouTube. It's not my fault. I'm just stating as it is. Create content that doesn't involve my likeness or ask permission. Now, another thing that I want to say, moderators, you have been granted power to actually delete and control the chat. I cannot do a show without you, and I appreciate all the hard work that you guys do. However, if you guys see any um, commentary that is uh, personal attacks, like I don't mind jokes and whatnot, or even disagreements. If you have a disagreement, that's okay. If you see personal attacks, Block the person from the channel forever, okay? I'm giving you permission to do that. So definitely, like I said, use the power that I have granted you. I'm not gonna ask any questions. You see personal disgusting attacks, make sure you block that person forever. Um, now, one thing I wanna say, I like when people come up here and uh, state their opinion. I absolutely encourage that at all times. However, I'm going to say something because I don't like when people over talk each other because a lot of people in the chat often say they can't understand. They can't understand what's happening. So to be honest with you, if you come up here and you share your opinion, there's no problem if you disagree with what I am saying or the panel members are saying. Disagree with facts. Now, if you overtalk me, the host and the creator in this channel, or overtalk any panel member, I'm going to put you backstage so that you can understand you cannot overtalk people. And I will tell you to not overtalk people as a warning. 
if I bring you back on, giving you a second chance because everyone deserves a second chance, and you do the same thing again, then I will ban you from ever joining Latin explaining panels forever. I want people to understand that. This is a discussion that you can totally disagree with. However, we're not going to continue, especially I'm not going to continue to put myself through the stress of people that don't know how to debate or disagree like the grown-ups we are. With that being said, guys, I am so happy that you guys are here. Um, and to be honest with you, I am sorry that I had to start the show that way, but I think it's something that what's needed. Um, I know I've talked to a few people about what's going on. Uh, if you, like I said, if you don't know how to behave yourself online and you are an adult, um, I'm not forced to deal with you. You're entitled to be disgusting and I am entitled to block your ass. Other than that, thank you guys for joining and let's get this show started. this week i know a lot of people um that follow me on uh instagram saw that i posted recently something that was extremely disturbing and a lot of people i know a lot of people that you know endorse one side of the other um actually saw this stuff and some of them messaged me but i want to say that um I posted something for entertainment purposes only, but in reality, it's it's so uh, cringeworthy. Uh, Joe Biden, basically, I don't know if you guys are aware, but he basically uh, reenacted or restarted the Remain in Mexico policy or the program, um, you know, uh, regarding the immigration for. Mexicans, Central Americans, and Haitians that are coming through the border. Uh, and basically, for all of you guys that don't know what this is about, basically, uh, during Trump years, uh, Joe Biden used to, and a lot of Democrats used to criticize uh, President, uh, yeah, definitely Rakim. Definitely, we're tired of that. Um, Joe Biden actually um, criticized, along with a lot of Democrats, criticized Donald Trump for his Remain in Mexico program, basically uh, blocking a lot of Mexican, Central Americans, and Haitians from coming to this country uh, illegally. Okay, so basically, he I posted the hypocrisy of his message because when Trump was in office in March 11 of 2020. Joe Biden tweeted, Donald Trump's Remain in Mexico policy is dangerous, inhumane, and goes against everything we stand for as a nation of immigrants. My administration will end it. Now, not even a year after his presidency, he says U.S. and Mexico reached deal to restart the Trump era Remain in Mexico program along border. Announcement plan for tomorrow with implementation likely next week. So, guys, I don't know if you see through the stupidity, but I remember when there was a lot of people from our collective that used to tell me all the time, hey, you know what? Um, you're a Trumper and you're this and you're that. If you did not support Joe Biden, when Joe Biden even said to us, that nothing was going to potentially ever change during his presidency. However, a lot of us um, didn't believe the bullshit. And now we're seeing what's going on. And I wonder where all those people that supported Joe Biden because he was going to eliminate the remaining Mexico program. I wonder where they went, don't you? <laughs> And it's so crazy because I want to ask something like, how is it 
dangerous, inhumane, and going against everything we stand for as a nation of immigrants. But when Joe Biden does it, it goes to show what? It stopped being inhumane. It stopped being dangerous. It stopped being against everything we stand for as a nation. I'll let you respond that. But to be honest with you, I see through the hypocrisy of a lot of our um, politicians right now. And it's super cringeworthy, which is basically why I'm doing this show today, because it's going to be hella funny uh, what we're going to discuss. Moving from hella funny to actually something that we don't know too much about, but it's been happening in this country is uh, something that just came out this week. I think it was what, yesterday? Um, governor Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, uh, has proposed to reestablish uh, a civilian military force in Florida that he will control. CNN Politics reported yesterday. And a lot of people started coming at Ron DeSantis, uh, calling the civilian military force uh, Gestapo, uh, calling this like, you know, uh, communism or dictatorship and whatnot. And I want to remind people something that I also highlighted on this post is that this is not the first state that actually has this. Right now, states like New York and California has this civilian military force in place. There's actually 23 states that have this force. Florida even used to have this force in 1941 when we were in the World War II when the National Guard troops was deployed to assist in the war and Florida had their own civilian force in the past. So this is not a new thing. Uh, this is not uh, something that we have not seen before. This is something that, you know, it's just uh, here to, you know, stay in. To be honest with you, uh, there is something that, in my opinion, is a little alarming. Why are we reinforcing this? That's something that probably Governor Ron DeSantis knows and is not telling, obviously, because our politicians don't tell us anything that matters uh, until it's too late. Uh, so why do we need more forces of uh, more law enforcement? I don't know. I don't know, but it's time for us to start catching on the wave of why we're reinforcing our security uh, this way, because to me, it's alarming. If it was only created during war, we're just recovering from a pandemic. You know, it's not like we're uh, basically, um, you know, in a very financially stable place. Why are we then investing more money in security when people actually need financial security? I don't know if you catch my drift, but basically that's what's going on right now. And to be honest, I don't know. Now, moving from things that we don't know to things that we knew, but we couldn't say. Um, you guys saw me last week covering the fact that um, covering the news of uh, 21-year-old Justin Santos, which basically is uh, uh, Austin Santos, better known as Arcangel, which is a reggaeton singer. Uh, his young brother that was 21 years old uh, was literally uh, hit by a drunk driver in the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge this uh, past November 21st uh, by this lady that you know, for a long time, I think over what, two weeks, we wouldn't know who she was. Like I said, I had her picture before. Uh, I couldn't post it, obviously, because a lot of people, um, you know, it was not yet official. Now, one thing I will say is that um, the police report came out with the analysis of alcohol levels in her blood and she came out with a blood alcohol content of 0.29%. Yes, you heard me right, 0.29% when the legal limit is 0.08%. So she had 0.21% over the legal limit. And she literally drove in the opposite traffic 
to kill Justin Santos uh, that was literally having a good time. Uh, he was not doing anything um, out of the norm. And because he was having a good time, simply, you know, um, this is what happened. Hi, Ramon. How are you? That's okay. I know, you know, uh, this is the 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 stream when you're at work and we're all here talking. <laughs> but basically, you know, I want to park here real quick because I know this is unpopular opinion, but in my opinion, this same year I reported, this is the second incident that we have where someone turns out to be dead on the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge. If you guys remember, I reported on Felix Verdejo and his uh, his assassination of his long-term mistress that was pregnant at the time. And he literally killed her in that same bridge. He threw her over the lagoon and drove away. In two days, two days, we already had footage and charges pressed towards Felix Verdejo for the assassination of Keishla Rodriguez. Now, Justin Santos, 21-year-old kid, because 21 years old is still very young, gets killed by this lady that was selfish enough to be drinking her ass off in the middle of the day. She was drunk as hell. She crashes into him, kills him, and it takes law enforcement more than two freaking weeks as if they're dragging their feet to actually press charges. First of all, they said they didn't have enough information. I'm like, how you don't have enough information when you have the blood analysis and is in a bridge that's highly supervised by a lot of security measures via cameras, witnesses, and you also have literally at the beginning, you have a toll where there's people actually seeing what's happening in the bridge. I don't get this. And I hate to call this a double standard, but it's starting to seem like it is among other things that I'm not authorized to say. Just look at the last name, figure it out. If you're Puerto Rican, look at Mayra E. Nevarez Torres' name and you figure it out. This is the second member of the family that does it. Now, my thing is, imagine if it was Justin Santos that killed Mayra because he was drunk. What would have happened? We would have the Colectiva Feminista. We would have a lot of people chanting. We would have the whole country crying and a lot of stuff happening. But because it's just another 21-year-old that's, you know, fuck it. It was a lady that killed him. So who cares? He probably was doing something. I saw some comments when people were like, well, he probably was just running in this canam, you know? I'm like, I am so pissed off with certain individuals that think that it's okay uh, for a person to kill another one simply because, well, he was he was running on a four track or he was running this or that. And he's always looking for a justification uh, for the killer to go free. It's not going to go free. And a lot of people, a lot of us actually have realized what's going on. We put two and two together and we know what is happening so trust me, this is far, far from over, far from over. And speaking of far from over, if you owe money and you're sick and tired of uh, hearing from debt collectors, guess what? Now debt collectors are allowed to DM you on your social media. Starting Tuesday, yes, this Tuesday, collectors can DM you following a new federal amendment made on the obsolete 1977 Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Debt collectors, debt collectors, I'm sorry, will have to identify themselves right away, and the receipt can decide. The recipient can decide to block them if they desire. But collectors uh, are not allowed to post anything publicly on posts on your social media wall, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Americans, I want to know. Uh, I want people to know this fact. Americans have accumulated 
an all-time high debt of $15 trillion in this quarter alone. So debt collectors uh, started pushing uh, now for, um, for this whole thing uh, to be allowed, kind of like, you know, like the Jehovah Witnesses have fought to like go into gated communities to preach the word of the Lord. <laughs> well, debt collectors are right behind them. And now they are literally authorized legally to DM you to see when they're going to get their money back. <laughs> so let me know what you guys think about this, but I think, um, there's no peace now. If you borrowed that money, if you thought you were wilding and this was never going to come uh, for you, honey, good luck. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're not going to run away. Uh, they're still going to come for you. They're still going to, uh, you know, do all the things that they need to collect that money. Now, before, I know a lot of people were like, well, I don't care because I will block them from my phone and whatnot. Uh, and, <laughs> and now, I mean, if you block them from your DM, I don't know what else they're going to do. But trust me, they're coming for their money and they're coming in hot. Now, guys, that has been, <laughs> oh, my God, look at Jose, so cold word of the Lord. Absolutely so cold. Uh, but guys that has been all for all the news today tomorrow i will bring more news trust me uh, there's a lot of things happening that i want to uh shed a light on but today we have limited time before we can continue discussing what's going on so let's keep this show moving <laughs> Well, this week has been a very eventful week. And why am I talking about this is because we just saw champ heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, explain how the sweet science is not necessarily so sweet. What am I talking about? Basically, I posted on my social media this week an interview that the champion, the heavyweight champion uh, said, uh, basically did on November 30th. And he basically said that uh, he did some statements regarding what has been known as the sweet science in boxing, which is basically how you uh, become very knowledgeable about things and techniques that you use in order to punish your opponent and receive the less punishment in order to win. And he basically said that in the boxing, the box in boxing, the science is bullshit. Yes, you heard me right. And he even used former Mexican heavyweight champion Andy Ruiz as another piece of proof that the science isn't all in the sport. Now, I don't know if you agree with the Gypsy King, but basically he said he claims that the sport science means <laughs> all in boxing as he doesn't consult it and yet keeps on winning the undefeated fighter most recently beat Deontay Wilder in the trilogy fight to retain his belt and he is targeting a unification bout with the winner of Anthony Joshua's rematch with Alexander Usyk on Instagram Life. He spoke to his followers about why he believes the science in relation to uh, to boxing is bollocks. Uh, he basically said, in boxing, computer science, technology, I personally don't think science works. Because take me for instance, I am fat, I am bold. People say I am out of shape. I don't do any of that bullshit with computers, numbers on a screen and all that stuff, but yet I always win. So it obviously means, it basically means fuck all. Tyson used Josh's defeat to Andy Ruiz in 2019 as an example to make his point. And he basically said there's a lot of fighters that suggest that. But he's like, like when you look at the likes of Anthony Joshua, who follows all them rules, science rules, numbers on a screen and whatnot, 
And you look at Andre Ruiz, who didn't do any but eat sneakers for the full two weeks that he had and went in there and knocked him out. And then probably didn't even train for the rematch and took him the distance. So there's a lot of stuff to say that all the numbers and things, the science doesn't really work in boxing. I don't think it does anyway. Fury's next fight is yet to be confirmed, but he was left frustrated after Joshua was defeated by Usyk in September. So basically, the Gypsy King is saying that now, I don't know if you guys remember when I was talking about um, his fight with Deontay Wilder and when I was saying that he literally used his way to tire him out. And even though he knew he had to get a lot of punishment because, of course, he's not the most orthodox uh, boxer, and he relies on his way to tire out professional, uh, very uh, knowledgeable and very experienced boxers that are way better than him in technique, but he tires them out when they're exhausted uh, to carry his weight throughout several um, rounds. Then he starts boxing his way in and he always knocks them out or, you know, does what he does so basically that is his technique and a lot of people thought it was hilarious but it is because um it's, it's not even hilarious i think will this potentially change the world of boxing like we have to look deeper into that now because boxing could be changing you know but what does fury know after all you know he's fat isn't that what a lot of people uh, basically always use for me, radical Latino, broke tap, everybody's fat, and you don't know nothing? Well, apparently the fat cells are conquering the world. Now, moving from conquering the world to Chicago, now Chicago has, the Chicago Tigers have a new member. It looks like the Puerto Rican baseball player, Javi Baez, has signed a contract with the Detroit Tigers, well, Detroit, for six years, valued at $140 million. Uh, well, basically, he left Chicago uh, to actually join the Detroit Tigers, uh, and he's going to be there expectedly for six years. So basically, guys, I don't know if... Um, you are excited if you live in Detroit or areas that are surrounding. Hey, JS, what's up? Uh, you might be excited to see Javi Baez, one of the most notorious Puerto Rican baseball players of this modern era. Uh, obviously, doesn't compare with my favorite, Yadier Molina from St. Louis Cardinals, because that is the best, but he's basically up in that group as well. So I'm very excited to see uh, what now is going to happen with the Detroit Tigers and Anthony, I mean, Anthony, Javier Baez uh, in the uh, Tigers. Now, guys, that has been all for sports. Um, like I said, tomorrow I will bring more stuff. And if you think I have not known anything about Gervonta and Cruz, trust me, tomorrow I'm going to talk about it before the fight even happens. So chill out, <laughs> take a seat. The fight is tomorrow. Let's keep it moving. A dream has come true. A dream has come true for the WAP creator Cardi B. Cardi B has now uh, become the first creative director of Playboy, and she will be part of the upcoming platform from the Playboy brand and will be called Centerfold, among other collaborations she will do with the company. Now, she's the first woman to ever do something like this, and she posted on her Twitter saying, your girl is now the first ever creative director in the residence at Playboy. What a dream. I'm getting the party started as the founding creative direct director and founding member of Centerfold, the new creator-led platform from Playboy. I'm so excited for everything that's coming. I don't know if you might love or hate Cardi B, but we know that Cardi B is out there conquering uh, and creating her own little empire. So to be uh, honest with you, uh, I'm so excited to see what Cardi B is going to do. I don't necessarily um, watch 
Playboy or do anything related to. But I mean, hey, we gotta support our girl. Uh, you know, after all, she's another fellow Latina. And remember, every time that people hate on Cardi B, I've questioned them on something. Would you have preferred Cardi B being this ghetto mama living off of the welfare that we pay for? Or you would have preferred that she just move up in her sexual career and, you know, provide for herself? Obviously, she provides for herself. So we all prefer that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> So guys, that has been all for music today. Like I said, today we're going to keep it a little shorter because it's Saturday. It's too early. I haven't had any coffee. I did have a little bit of Red Bull and that's it. So bear with me. And <laughs> now let's keep it moving, guys. Thank you for sticking with me. If you're coming in, make sure that you hit that like button. And if you have not done so, subscribe. If you're watching me on the replay, make sure that um, if you have any reaction, uh, leave them on the comment section and I will read them and reply to you as soon as I can. Now, without any further ado, let's move into our main topic. Now, our main topic, make America intelligent again. I know a lot of people know that, um, you know, Democrats are going through hell. I know a lot of people enjoy when I get a little bit political here on my channel. And I'm going to do so today. You know, um, I've noticed that when I talk about Democrats, uh, because, of course, they're now in the mainstream. You know, uh, the last four years, it was the Republicans that were on the mainstream. So everybody got to talk about them. Uh, but to be honest with you, um, now the Democrats are in the spotlight and they're losing left and right simply because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And people are growing disgruntled with their policies. They are dropping everything that they run on. They run on uh, banning the whole Remain in Mexico policy. They ran on the um, fifteen dollar minimum wage, the forgiveness of the forgiveness of the student loan. They ran on the uh, paid family leave. All of those things have been left out and people are actually realizing this is just Donald Trump uh, with a mask. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, and this is something that we were all telling you guys that voted for the Democratic Party, thinking that they were going to change something. Uh, we told you guys before. And before you get all in your, you know, spirits and whatnot, uh, I'm not saying Republicans are any different. Uh, we have to understand that a lot of these people, most of our politicians that are either blue or red, they both participate in the same oligarchy that we have. And they both take corporate money, they both abide by those rules, and they both do the same thing. What I have noticed is that whenever I talk about uh, Democrats, a lot of people come at me with Republican talking points. And today, we're going to talk about that. Because I don't believe, and I want to people to understand, when I talk about the Democratic Party, it's not because I'm I'm saying the Republicans are better. Republicans are just Democrats dressed in red, and Democrats are just Republicans dressed in blue. We're talking about one party. In real uh, life, they both screw over people like you and me because they are owned by corporations and media helps them because media gets also corporate money by the same corporations that own our political parties which is why i believe we need to support either a new party or an independent um an independent uh, candidate if we are to see some change. So I see that Jose says here, they are allowing two Democratic senators dictate what the Democracy Party so-called wants to do. The Republicans are, no be are not better. Absolutely. And what I have noticed 
is that this is something that has spilled over already to the Latino community. Because a lot of people might ask me, Denise, why are you talking about this? Like, this is American issues and whatnot. Well, let me tell you something. This has already spilled over our community. And we have people doing stupid decisions because they are believing basically what the Republicans are saying is the solution to Democrat problems and vice versa. And none of them have a real solution. Both of them are the same problem, the same cancer. And both of them are in cahoots with each other. And the fact that we have people today that believe that they are not is scary. And this is becoming like a cult something that is extremely, extremely, extremely scary to see. And I wanna share with you guys a few things that I found uh, that are extremely hilarious to me. I found this, uh, I found this uh, um, Twitter account. Give me one second. I found this Twitter account this this past week that was extremely hilarious if you guys give me a second i'm live so obviously a lot of things can happen but it was extremely hilarious to see the hypocrisy and i want to take you on a journey with me um i found a few of them uh online give me one second I found a few of them, uh, I mean, I share a few of them on my Instagram, but I want to take you with me to some of these things. And we're going to see that in just a year, I don't know if you guys can see it. Let me see. Give me one second. Okay, you guys can see it. In just uh, the matter of one year, we're seeing a lot of changes. Give me one second, guys. We're seeing a lot of changes in the mindsets of our favorite politicians, our favorite Twitter, uh, uh, our favorite Twitter personalities and whatnot. And I'm going to take you down that path with me. The first one is our vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris tweeted in February's, uh, February 1st of 2020. Trump's extended on American travel ban undermines our nation's core values. It is clearly driven by hate, not security. Now, a year later, well, not a year and some months later, on, on November 28, 2021, after she told Watermelons to stay there because they were going to get back, after the United States and the Department of State released, I don't know if you guys remember, when they released, and I share it here, that Brazil, Venezuela, and Canada are also included in the ban that they cannot participate in visa lotteries. And this is the first time in American history that this has happened. Now she basically saying, we have done what we believe is necessary. Vice President Kamala Harris said in regards to travel restrictions over the new Omicron COVID variant. And not only that, she backed up the new um, ban countries from the visa lotteries um, to enter this country, including, like I said, Canada, Brazil, and Venezuela. Now, another lady that literally cracked me up was, as a New Yorker born and bred, I don't want your stinking vaccine, Donald Trump. If you're not vaccinated, you should have zero contact with the public. Literally, she said this on November 13, 2020, and then later on in September 25, 2021, not even a year later, if you're not vaccinated, you should have zero contact with the public. Now we go back to Joe Biden and basically what I shared earlier. And uh, basically the if you go to Defiant LS on Twitter, you're gonna have a laugh. Um, he basically says, Donald Trump's remaining Mexico policy is dangerous, inhumane, and goes against everything we stand for as a nation of immigrants. My administration will end it. And then you guys know that he basically reenacted the whole thing, but he's putting it as the Trump era remaining Mexico program. Like he's not taking accountability for it. It's always Trump. <laughs> and now another one, uh, hypocrisy. Like I said, it it's it's not only our politicians, but we're seeing people echoing the same mindset. Uh, it's, and she said, she goes, Kyla Enderberg says, 
in May 16 of 2020. It's called Empathy. 90,000 Americans have lost their lives. And then she goes back on November 28, 2021. She's like, sometimes I sit back and ponder how great America will actually be if a new COVID variant wiped out every single unvaccinated person in the U.S. leaving only the caring, educated, selfless people with common fucking sense in just a year and some months. Now we go to hypocrite <laughs> Amy's, <laughs> Amy's is kind. And she said in October 24, 2020, Trump is taking a page from Putin's playbook and trying to bully the FDA into making a COVID-19 vaccine available before stage three of testing is complete. He will kill us all 71 days. And then now on November 28, 2021, she said, she tweeted, boosted. Had an appointment I made last week, listened to and read advice of our public health officials. Officials, They're unanimous on the need to get vaccinated and keep up with vaccinations. Trust science. I don't know if you guys catch this whole thing. I don't know if you guys are catching the hypocrisy of these people. You know, it, it's something that, it, and it keeps on happening because I'm going to continue going down this path. Look at this, look at this, uh, freaking more on Pat Burke. He is like, how freaking tragic. This was in March 3rd, 2021. How freaking tragic that a little girl has to sell lemonade to pay for her brain surgery. This isn't a feel-good story. It's a story of national shame. Every American should have a right to quality health care. And then literally, he goes on November 23rd, 2021 and says, I'm introducing a bill that allows insurance providers to deny coverage for COVID-related treatment to those who refuse to be vaccinated. Do your part or pay your own way. Freedom isn't free. Look at this ass twat telling that to people that on top of the right-wing uh, healthcare system that we have, he's going to add another layer for people to actually not be covered because he just feels like this is something that, you know, needs to happen, needs to happen for some reason. Now we have our infamous Robert Reich saying on October 7, 2020, abolishing fossil fuels is a good thing. Obviously this is when Trump was in office. And then he says, now when Biden is in office on, on November 26, 2021, let me ask again, why isn't the media reporting that oil companies choose to raise prices rather than increase supplies? Isn't he the one that's saying abolishing fossil fuels was a good thing during the Trump era? I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, as if that wasn't enough, we have the infamous, the mummy Pelosi. And I mean mummy as la momia, as a mummy that's in a sarcophagus. Because this lady has been in office longer than my life. And she says the Trump, she basically said on January 31st, 2020, the Trump administration expansion of its own American travel ban is a threat to our security, our values, and the rule of law. Very more than 30, 350 million people from predominantly African countries from traveling to the U.S. This rule is discrimination disguised as policy. And I ask people like Nancy Pelosi, because I know the CNN uh, thing is not necessarily um According to uh, according to COVID, this 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 uh, expansion of the travel ban was not COVID related. But I wonder, isn't it discriminatory when you ban Canada, when you ban Brazil and Venezuela, when you told Mexicans and Guatemalans to stay at home to remain in Mexico? That's not un American. I see. I understand that part is not un American. It's only un American when you are. Your presidency is not Democrat. If it comes from a Republican, it's, it's what it's on American. Okay, I understand. I think we get it. <laughs> now, here he goes, Joe Biden, in October 15, 2020, when Trump was in office, he said, we're eight months into the pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. And now in November 22nd, 2021, The Hill reported U.S. COVID-19 deaths in 2021 outpaced last year's toll. But he said he had a plan. He literally said he had a plan. 
What is the plan, Joe? What is the plan, Joe? Now, moving from this, again, John Sickles, another asswat. Look, I want you guys to see the hypocrisy again. When Trump was in office September 2nd, 2020, he said, this is crazy. Phase three trials cannot possibly be completed by October. I will wear a mask and stay indoors rather than be a guinea pig for an untested vaccine. The CDC has been corrupted by Trump. That's what he said on September 2nd, 2020. And then on, on November 16, 2021, he says, for the rest of my life, I will never understand how millions of people were conning to not taking a safe, effective, and free vaccine to combat a deadly disease. Well, John Sickles, I have a question. You know how they were millions of people were conned by you, by people like you, because when the vaccine came from one party that you don't like when it comes to media because we all know that behind closed doors y'all love each other and have parties and, and invite each other to weddings and whatnot but you were telling millions of america today that this vaccine was rushed that it was communism that it wasn't good that it was you're not gonna go be a, a guinea pig you you guys created the skepticism that you're trying to pin down now on donald trump and the republicans nobody else was campaigning for this you guys created the skepticism you were saying that you did not want it to get a trump vaccine because the vaccine was being done while trump was in office this is what i'm talking about this is what I'm talking about. Now we have this other hypocrite, Brian Tyler Cohen. He said literally in December last year, when he was attacking Donald Trump for all of the things, putting the last nail and sticking his thumb on, on the Republican's eye, he was like, friendly reminder that the majority of Americans don't own stocks, but they are paying higher prices because of Trump. He said literally because of Trump. Now when his favorite party is in office on november 9 2021 he says i love to hear the gop mining the republicans explain how the president control gas prices didn't he just said that because of trump you're seeing it here because of trump americans are paying higher prices make make us understand brian make us understand <laughs> Now, more morons. I wanted to pay attention to this one because this is the, I don't know how many of y'all have encountered this type of moronic tweeters, uh, Twitter users or Instagram users that come at you with this same shit. And he said on September 3, uh, 2020, fuck Trump's vaccine. It's not coming anywhere near my family. Hashtag fuck Trump's vaccine. Hashtag bad medicine, hashtag not another Trump victim. Now, later on now this year, on September 2nd, 2021, he says, my nine-year-old is terrified of needles. But unlike all the anti-vaxxers, he's eager. You heard me? eager eager to get his vaccine he's like give me that shot hit me with it my nine-year-old a bigger man than all the willfully unvaccinated pieces of shit let that sink in do you guys let that sink in did you let it sink in? Now, look at this other one. Using the kids as a pawn. In December 2, 2020, he said, COVID approves the Trump vaccine. Good luck, MAGA. Now, November 5th, not even a year later, November 5th, 2021, he said, got appointments for our kids' vaccines. Overjoyed and grateful. My seven-year-old son understands what this means and how important it is to stay safe and protect others. 
Aaron Rodgers should talk to him instead of Joe Rogan. And the list continues and continues, guys. Like, I could be here the whole day talking to you guys and finding the hypocrisies of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> of a lot of these freaking morons. What's up, Radical? Yeah, the micro and the micro. You know, the in and the out, the up and the, and the up and the down. And all the fuckery. And all the fuckery, to be honest with you. And the fuckery will continue. The horseshit will continue because at the end of the day, we have these people literally telling us what is convenient to get the people that they support and will pass things for them and benefit them personally in office. That's what they're telling you this. And the problem that we have right now is that you have even us Latinos and Americans, because it doesn't only include Latinos, Americans are actually buying this shit. Americans are still voting religiously for the codes that they support. We are seeing it day in, day out. We tell them things, we show them the proof, and they still keep moving the goalpost. Sounds like the TEPs to me. Ameriteps. The Ameriteps. That's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to coin that. The Ameriteps are going to keep moving the goalpost. Keep telling us all these stupid things that don't matter. Oh, they can't do everything while they're in office. Oh, they can't do this or they can do that. Do something. What do you get from your democratic vote? You didn't got Medicare for all. You didn't get family pay leave. You didn't get uh, the green taps. I like that one better, Ramon. The green taps. Yes, I love that one. I love that one. The green taps. You didn't get the minimum wage. You didn't got the student loan debt paid. What did you get? For giving the Democrats your vote. When are we going to realize that the Republicans don't care, Democrats don't care? And if you are an astuot that thinks that because Republicans are not in office right now are going to do it better, you deserve the country that we're living in. It's, it's just plain and simple. It's plain and simple. When are we going to realize we need a third party? We need independent people running for office, people that actually don't take corporate money. And another thing that I, I want to bring this up to all the Republic taps or the green taps that are Republican. The Republicans that are running for office are people with money, people that have millions and millions of dollars. And I want to, I'm just going to put this out there. If you have millions and millions and millions of dollars so you're a fucking billionaire and you're running for office you're you're trying to become the president of the united states the president of the united states makes less than half a million per year okay you're not gonna stop making millions of dollars a year to make 400k because you love America that much, okay? Can we just stop the stupidity? This applies to Donald Trump, who was a billionaire. This applies to uh, Barack Obama, to Joe Biden, to everybody that's in there. Everybody's a fucking millionaire, Nancy Pelosi. You're not gonna stop. It makes no sense to make less money because you love your country that much. That is not true. That is not true. You go into office when you make millions of dollars. You renounce to that because power is more important than, than money. They are not exactly, Ramon. Thank you. They are not running for office for the money. They're running for office for a reason. And it's not patriotism either. Exactly. Is not because they are the most American people. It's because they can get their hands into the decision-making that will shape corporations. They will get the donations. 
they get deals done, they get backdoor deals. Power is more important than money. And I need people to understand that money is good. Money is important. But if the value of the money goes down, is money really more important than power? And as a question that if you're catching this on the replay or if you're watching this now, I want to hear you in the comment section. Is money or power more important? What's more important, money or power? Money or power? But maybe, just maybe, I don't know what I am talking about. Maybe I'm just full of shit. Maybe, as usual, you know, this stupid bee don't know what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, because a lot of people, like I've said before, a lot of people love, love to tell me how I'm wrong, but have no, no data, no statistics, no data on the refutal, nothing, absolutely nothing. But they love to come here and tell me how I am wrong. They love to come here and tell me how I am wrong. And to those people, I want to ask them, what is more important to you, money or power? What do you think is more important in the world, the money or the power to decide who makes money, how much money they make, and where they move it to? I want to know that. I honestly want to know that. And this is the thing. When I ask these questions, um, have you guys noticed that a lot of people that usually love to come here on my platform to talk-ish never show up, never have the answers, that they never say anything? Have you guys noticed that? Because I have noticed that. All the snowflakes and our beloved slow tabs always run from things. You know, always running from things. But they love to come here and tell me how am I always wrong? How am I? Oh, I love what uh, Melanie and I said. He's like, with power, you can always make money, but power is a whole different beast than what people actually think it is. And Jose said, they don't have any answers. Absolutely, they don't have any answers. That's why they can never meet me. And this is another thing. I started the show with a special announcement. If you didn't watch it, if you didn't see it, make sure you see it. I started the show with a special announcement. And this is precisely why I'm doing the special announcement. Because I'm getting tired of people coming at me personally because they don't understand that they are mediocre. And it's okay to disagree with me. Just keep scrolling. just keep scrolling. We don't need you here. I know, like I said, I know I'm not talking to the whole population. I'm talking to literally 20%, 20% of the population. Radical says it takes a fault to always complain. It takes a wise person to always find solutions. Absolutely. And I want to, before I let people in, Speaking on what we were talking about, I posted something on my Instagram today. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the last show, but uh, my last, uh, a fool, yeah, a fool, radical, I got it. <laughs> but on my last show, I talk about how marriage couldn't save you and how Latinos, millennial Latinos as a bulk is living off of the credit of baby boomers and Gen Xers. And we had certain individuals that started getting triggered as usual because of the things I say. Because I'm a woman, because, you know, I'm not supposed to be talking about this because I'm not supposed to care so much or say anything. Well, guess what? I've said it since the beginning, even before I had this platform. The only reason why I'm here, even though I'm a woman that is not supposed to be calling out this man is because until I see large amounts of Latino men calling out the bull crap that's happening in our community, I'm all you got. You're stuck with me until you do something. That's it. 
I ain't made it this way. Y'all did. I'm going to share something because I'm, I, I've said this for so many times and I just wanted to share this and I'm going to read what I posted and you guys let me know what you think. Uh, basically in this graphic here, it shows the shared in upper income, basically if you're upper class amongst men by race slash ethnicity all the way from the 1960s to 2016. And it's on the percentage of men in the upper third income brackets. The blue is black men. The pink is Hispanic name, no pun intended. The um, green is Asian men. And the yellow is white men. Now, if you notice, Asian and white men are in the same type of bracket fighting for the first place. And as usual, we are at the bottom. Now, one thing I will say, uh, I'm going to re 